Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Let's talk some softball this week on Mox on the Mic. Chattanooga head softball coach Frank Reed has added former Tennessee standout Cheyenne Tarango to his staff. Tarango will work with Chattanooga's pitchers. This will be a young UTC pitching staff in 2021, but Tarango brings experience from the SEC, the Mexican national team, and professional softball, both here stateside as well as overseas. Here's our conversation with the new Chattanooga pitching coach, Cheyenne Tarango. Cheyenne, you, you've had a lot of experience at, at every level of softball. I mean, literally all the way up to playing at the national team level. Uh, you've played professionally. What is it that you think has prepared you the most for the position you've got now? I think working with a lot of different people um, has definitely helped me, especially um, when you get into the roles of you know being professional. A lot of the coaches – don't necessarily coach you. It's more of a mentorship. Um, they kind of share their, their ideas, their suggestions, and we kind of take it and filter it that way. Um, just because, you know, you get to the point where you know everything to a point and they just kind of express it in different ways. Um, so I think just based on all the different people that I've met um, and that I've uh, been in contact with, uh, both internationally and, and in, in the States has definitely helped uh, physically and mentally for this position. <laughs> you competed internationally as a member of Team Mexico. Tell us about that experience. What was that like? Oh, it, it was completely different than being in the States, that's for sure. Um, especially when you go down to Mexico, it's very difficult because we just don't have the, res the resources that, that people do here. So you kind of have to improvise um, and the communication barrier is uh, definitely interesting. So it's a lot of hand motions and, you know, demonstrating with our body to get them to do different things. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a challenge. Now, is that how you met coach Reed? Yeah. Yeah. He helped with team Mexico a couple years ago um, and we just kind of hit it off and, and just talked shop type thing and, um, so he, he's reached out a few, for a few years now, um, to come and, and coach. And I've just tried to, you know, I kept telling, him, I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep playing as long as I can. And then once I'm done, I'll, I'll hit you up and let you know, um, how I'm doing and what I want to do. So, and then he still had a position that needed to be filled. And so uh, it was, it was time for me to kind of hang up my cleats and, uh, pick up my clipboard. Was that that had to help, right? Knowing, knowing him. And I would imagine when you guys were both with team Mexico, the fact that you had played in, in, in Knoxville and he was the head coach at Chattanooga, you guys had that. And obviously he's recruited the state of California as a head coach for a long time. So there were a, I would imagine there were kind of a lot of things there that you guys had in common from a softball standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We talked about Tennessee all the time and, um, just my experience in Knoxville, but just because he knew the weeklies, a lot of people know the weeklies, but, um, yeah, he, he wanted to know kind of my mindset on the field, off the field, uh, how I would do coaching other people, um, different things like that. And he, he saw that cause we would do camps and stuff 
for Team Mexico. So he saw me kind of in action, and, and I think he uh, liked what he saw and he wanted it on his staff. So <laughs> thankfully for me. How much did that factor into you coming here was the idea of, of being able to work with and, and coach with, with Frank Reed? I think it's super important to kind of have like a camaraderie with your staff. I mean, you want to get along and, and I've seen that in the past that um, coaches are great, but if you don't mesh well with each other, then your team's just not going to be as successful no matter what kind of face you put on um, out on the field. And I think, um, even with these two weeks, uh, the three coaches, we've kind of bonded a little bit and, and we've gotten along really well. And I'm, I'm super excited to see how this season is, um, just because of, of how well we get along and how we communicate with each other. Have you been able to be around the girls much since you've been yeah. in town? Yeah. Um, we've actually, I've worked with a lot of the pitchers. I'm the pitching coach. So I, I've worked with them, um, about every other day. Um, some one-on-one, -on -one, some in groups, but I'm super excited about the talent that we have and, and the huge staff that we have. So we've kind of have some depth. So it's, it's nice to see. Can you give us an idea, like from a depth standpoint, how many pitchers would you, would you like to have ready? How many do you think you'll have ready for the spring? Well, on the staff, we've got six. Um, are we going to utilize it? I hope, I hope that we utilize as much as we can. Um, I don't necessarily want to put pressure on one pitcher just because the the game has grown into a staff mentality type thing now. So um, I would love to use all of them um, in different scenarios, and they're all just so different um, that I think it'll be to our benefit. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy as a as a pitching coach. Um. I, I like to work, like I said, I like to work with all of them. Um, and I, I'm excited that there's um, so many different styles. Um, when you're looking at pitchers, sometimes you look at them and you're like, well, I don't know how you throw and I don't know how it's coming out this way, but it's working. And um, if it's not, it's not broke, then don't fix it type of thing. And that's kind of what I've expressed to the pitchers and um, to the recruits too that are coming in. I don't necessarily want to change anybody. Um, I want to work with what I got. And, and of course, we're going to improvise uh, and, and improve and, and play around with some things just so that we're working to their strengths um, and the team's strengths. So uh, we're going to work as a staff together to complement each other. It's going to be a little bit of a young staff, I believe. It, it seems like, you know, Celie Hudson was, was such a big part of, of this staff the last couple of years, and she's graduated now. She was, she was really that workhorse of a number one pitcher for them. Is it good to kind of come in with a young staff where you get a chance to, to really kind of put your fingerprint on them? Yeah, definitely. They're, they're very impressionable now right now, right? So they're looking at me and, um, you know, whatever, whatever you say, coach. And so that's kind of a, a good thing um, in my standbook. <clears throat> but I think with the young staff, we have a lot of room to grow. So we're going to kind of um, see what they've got, especially within these next couple of weeks with our scrimmages and stuff um, and kind of see how we can, how they kind of compose themselves on the field, because that's kind of the thing that we don't know yet. Um, when it comes to a young staff, they can throw great in the bullpen and, and work really well with the catchers. But then as soon as they get on the field, 
it's just a lot of pressure on this big stage. So um, that's kind of what we're going to have to see in the next couple of days and see how they react and, and what we need to do in order to um, get their confidence level up. When did you know you wanted to coach? Was there a moment for you? Were you young? Was it a, your, your time in college? Was there a moment when you thought, yeah, I think that's in the cards for me one day? Um, I think it was in college. Um, my undergrad was therapeutic recreation, so which was super surprising to me. Um, in high school, I would have never thought that I would be um, in that type of field. But I, I love working with individuals. I love <clears throat> just kind of being around with younger younger kids. Um, and then when we would have camps and stuff at the University of Tennessee, um, I just – I felt comfortable. I felt comfortable and I had fun. And so whenever you, you know, are looking for jobs, I feel like that's the number one priority is to enjoy what you do. And for me, I, I love working with the kids and I love seeing them improve. And, and that's kind of how I get my, my joy um, every day. You played professionally for the Cleveland Comets, the national pro fast pitch. I, I want to uh, take this from two angles. The first angle is, tell me about the level of play. Can you compare the level of play that you saw at the in the NPF to what you saw playing in the SEC? Ooh, um, I mean, there's so many SEC players that are in the NPF. Uh, <laughs> so many. And, and it's – the SEC is tough from top to bottom. There's not really uh, many lineups that have a hole. So I would describe when I was playing at, at Tennessee that it's just, I mean, you're just so mentally drained at the end of a game just because there's no, you don't take an off pitch. You know, it's not like an, a batter where you're like, okay, well, you know, I could just go easy on this one. No, it's constantly, it's, it's a physical and mental battle in the SEC. And it's the same thing in the NPF. I mean, there are hitters, and I, you know all of them. You know all of their strengths and all of their weaknesses just based off of what you've seen on TV and how they have they played um, collegiately. So you know them, um, but you're like, oh, you know what they can do. And I feel like that part of you is in the back of your head, and you're constantly thinking of what they can do versus what you can do, you know what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, it's, it's a constant mental battle when you're playing professionally and it, that's just the, the barrier that you need to break down for yourself. From a facility standpoint, what were the facilities like in the, uh, uh, NPF? Um, they vary, uh, because you go to the USA pride facility, which was hands down one of the top facilities, um, as well as the Chicago Bandits. They both have facilities that are, are meant for softball to a certain extent. Um, but, and then you go, we would go to um, some of the other fields that we would have, and they just weren't, they were major or minor league baseball fields. So they were, were nice, don't get me wrong, um, but it's a whole, it's different. It's a little off. It's, a, you know, the bases aren't correct. The, the, Depths of the fields are a little off. The turf is different. Um, it's definitely better quality as far as um, the way that the field would play, but it is a little disappointing when you don't have 
those types of facilities everywhere for your sport. Did you ever get a chance to play in frost as a player? No, I did not. It's a great place. Yeah. (laughs) It's home now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. (laughs) You've played professionally in both Italy and in New Zealand. I want to hear about that experience. What is it like? Like we we've talked to others on this podcast that have played basketball in those countries, but I've never heard from anybody that played softball there. Uh, it's different (laughs) as, as everything is, you know, um, in New Zealand, I was just, it's just so beautiful in both countries. It's so beautiful. And I encourage players to go and play, um, overseas just because of that opportunity that not a lot of people get. Um, and people think that they're just not good enough to go play overseas when in reality you are like, you are good enough to go play overseas. Um, when it came to, it's almost like a travel ball feel, um, just the way that like practices are and um, somehow like the, the tournaments and stuff like that. In New Zealand, I had to get like a side job. They kind of covered everything, but um, it was more of like I got a side job and whatever I made there was kind of my pocket money. Um, but like here, you don't get paid as much as any other professional sport would, especially in in male sports. Um, So it's more, you go to these places for experience and to go visit the area and, and explore. So, but I, I enjoyed my time in Italy and I enjoyed my time in New Zealand and I would much like to go and just visit and hang out with them as opposed to go and train. But, um, in the future, of course, but, um, yeah, I loved it. So what was your side job in New Zealand? Uh, I worked retail. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. I, I've uh, accumulated a lot of uh, clothing. <laughs> <laughs> so do the fans know the game there? Yeah, yeah. Um, it depends. So we we got to travel um, around the country a lot. And in certain areas, you had some pretty big crowds, especially towards the end of the season once you got to the championship play. Um, there were some big-time crowds, and, and they would stream it just like they do here, um, not so much on TV, but more so on, like, a live stream online. Um, but still, it was great coverage, and, uh, yeah, they love their softball over there. Thanks to Coach Durango for joining us, and welcome to Chattanooga, Coach. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic. Wherever you download your podcast from, you can find us there. Tell a friend about us as well. Thanks to Corey Balanzi for his help with this week's episode. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth. Until next time, so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.